0: Hello there, this is Coworking with Iris, where we talk about coworking, community, and this is episode 26. Today I will be speaking with Honey Katuria, the founder of Cowork.com. Cowork provides a listing platform for shared workspaces and connects coworkers with over 150 spaces in Hong Kong, Singapore, and India, Cambodia, and the US. Today we're talking about Cowork's platform, the state of co-working in the south and southeast asia and the future of work honey welcome i'm so excited to talk with you today
1: hi iris thank you so much (laughs) and it's great to talk to you i'm very excited to be here
0: today (laughs) well please tell us about yourself what's your co-working story
1: Uh, well my co-working story actually started some time back it's actually around two years back when pretty much the second co-working space in Hong Kong was open. You know, I was working as a, at a high post as a, high, high, uh, as a manager for, uh, for a big corporation, and um, I was looking for to do something outside my work, and I happened to go to a lot of networking events. And my first uh, two was actually at a co-working space, and that's when I came across the concept. I was pretty fascinated by it. And uh, then I had a friend who wanted to establish a business in Hong Kong. And she was there for just like two, three months. And so I said, okay, you know, you should work out of a co-working space. And so I went with her to look for spaces. And by that time, actually, there were like, I think around 25 spaces in Hong Kong. And she made me go with her uh, her to like around 10. (laughs) And I was like, after fifth, I was like, no, 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 this is not a way it can work. You know, why do you have to go to so many places. And she was like, oh, you know, the websites, I'm not sure I want to have a look and feel. There are no reviews and everything. And I was like, you know, what you're going through is probably what everyone else is also going through who's who's looking for co-working spaces. So that's where, you know, the idea of co-working or co-work started, you know, to create a platform. But uh, I I always had like very big vision for co-work and we'll talk more about it, I'm sure. Uh, So, you know, we started it off more as an easy to use platform for everyone to just book a co-working space anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so now it's like, now it's a love story. It's, it's progressing, uh, (laughs) maturing. Now we work up, my team in India works out of a co-working space. So we have another space in Hong Kong. That's where my second office is. We work out of uh, a shared workspace there as well. So pretty much a co-working done now. That's (laughs) awesome.
0: And so, your goal was to provide an easier experience to people um, looking for a co-working space. How does that I see that as sort of juxtaposed with the um, the in kind of in-person experience you get when you are touring Mm -hmm. spaces and I I see that as probably an important part of really understanding if a space is going to work for you. So how do you bring that online or that offline experience online so that your people can find the space that's best for them without having to do a, a tour of all ten spaces. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, see, I think uh, that that was the that is actually the problem statement from user experience point of view that we are trying to solve. Of course there is another part for the owners or providers of co-working spaces. But from the user's point of view, you know, I as a user or you know anyone, Whenever we are looking at things, we are looking for genuine photographs. We are looking for description. We are looking at an ability to filter down the space or the various options based on what our preferences are. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest pointer in in uh, finalizing anything online is the reviews. Uh, so you know, if you look at for the reviews of co-working spaces on Google or on Facebook, you would see only like four star or five star you know which which like if everything is a is a top star then there there is really like nothing wrong which is not uh-huh. possible <laughs> so we devised a very uh, robust uh, reporting system uh, reviewing system at Cowork, where users are asked to review different criteria or different dimensions of a co-working space along with just you know writing the uh, writing their experience we also gather uh, photos clicked by the users of co-working space to give you a more genuine feel of how the place looks like rather than Rather than those candid shots, you know, where there is this beautiful mug and great sunlight coming at a plant kind of a thing. So uh, what we have done is with our platform or at any given point of time, at least 90 percent of the places on our platform have been verified through physical visits. So some I or someone from my team have been on those Uh, have been to those places and have verified that whatever is being listed, whatever is being talked about is something which actually exists. So we have taken a lot of like research, like out of 10, for example, which one is closer, where should I go and define, you know, which one all have the facilities that person is looking for all completely taken down to online experience at co-work so that people can just filter out their search, read the reviews and finalize where they would like to co-work. So I have to say one thing, you know, we are seeing that adoption happening, like the visit exclusion happening when people are looking for meeting rooms or day passes or, let's say, short term rentals. But when it comes to booking a private office or looking for a space for, let's say, six months or more or more time, we do see people uh, scheduling uh, visits and just fine, you know. So Mm -hmm. that is also part of our our objective that at least you're not going to ten. You are actually now going to two or three places, which mm-hmm. you have finally decided found. So I think that the whole uh, a lot of information, both from the co-working spaces and the and the users who are there, and plus our team, the verification of the amenities, etc., has taken out a good portion of people who would have had to visit the space before finalizing it.
0: Mm -hmm. And so I'm really intrigued by this, um, this rating system that you've created. Uh, And, you know, I think there's several software companies out there that are providing software for co-working spaces that are really trying to provide a similar um, uh, algorithm for members to rate each other. um, Mm -hmm. But really to rate the community aspect of the co-working space as it as a whole, um, and are referring it to it as the community engagement score. So, what are the factors that you look for, or that you you um, you use in this rating system? What are the ratings that people can can offer?
1: Uh, So, you know, that's where I think a lot of our research went into in terms of like what we should be doing. And, uh, you know, how do we get the most unbiased review or feedback out from people? Because before I delve into the dimensions and, uh, you know, more into review system, I think we need to understand that what happens at co-working spaces is that when people are reviewing it, they're actually reviewing the management team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's become like a personal relationship. Hey, I'm working here. Hey, I went there kinds of, it's not like really for the facilities or the co-working space per se. It, be, it is more of, uh, you know, of like, oh, great place, great founder, this and that, which, which are like, you know, that doesn't matter. That doesn't work. For example, when you're looking at a hotel room and a review of it, you do not want to know that just that the management team is good or the, you know, the person who founded the hotel is great. That's the kind of review that actually currently exists for a lot of places on, on their Facebook pages and on their listings on Google. Uh, so in order to come out of that, that was the problem we started off with. What we did, we have created a five-dimension reviewing system. So people are asked to review uh an organization or oh, sorry, a co-working space and at you know at an overall rating, which is basically, you know, how well do you think it does? We have seen a lot of people giving. Spaces like four or five, which they usually do on other platforms also. But we then asked people to rate separately the amenities, the staff, networking opportunities, and the accessibility of a space, uh, you know, as four other different dimensions. And what we saw with our when we run the trial with that review system is that everyone went and rated, uh, you know, overall score as four and five because they thought that's what matters. But we saw amenities being rated at three you know, or let's say accessibility being rated at two Mm -hmm. in some cases. And it's like, you know, then the story started coming out. Mm -hmm. Now, when I as a user, I'm reading someone's experience, which is, yeah, everything is good. But I looked at that they have scored, let's say, you know, uh, location or accessibility to be three. I would want to know, okay, there is something, you know, something not right here. There is there is some issue which is not coming out. So then, what we do as part of co is we try to find out. We read those reviews. I read those reviews all the time, and we try to see what is it that users are trying to say, but they're not really coming out with, you know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, we take that feedback. We, when we research the co-working space, we put it in their description that you know probably look for. Let's say parking space is an issue, or connectivity with public transportation can be a challenge. It is actually a twenty minutes walk. Uh, You know and that's why people are giving it lower rating etc. So so that's what we have done And of course there is like verbatim review for people to just write their experiences Mm -hmm. So really um, it's it's almost like you're
0: describing a two-step excuse me a two-step rating process Yes, where you and your team visit each site and sort of give it the co-work seal of approval or verification by co-work and then um, the users also rate the site. Yes. Um, moving along, um, how do you um, just kind of thinking about this from the owners and operators perspective? Because there's a lot of listing platforms out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> and for, for an owner operator, it can sort of be overwhelming, you know, um, to list your your um, your space on so many listing services at the same time. That brings you Google juice, so you probably <laughs> should, unless you don't need members. Um, so, But how do you encourage the owners and operators to, um, or, or what, what incentives do you offer them to have their users rate their spaces in this way? Because that's,
1: that's a fair amount of work for the member to do as well. Yes. Uh, it is. It is. So actually, you know, uh, I The the challenge for owners and operators, as you said, in terms of, you know, there are so many listing platforms out there right now. I completely understand it. And that's why, you know, in order to, our offering is not that, that you just list your space and get members. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what everyone else is doing. Cowork's main value proposition for operators is that, you know, when we send someone through our platform and if that person doesn't convert, you know, if that lead doesn't convert, we actually follow up with the customers. So we offer this complete feedback loop for the owners and operators, where we share what the users have told us verbatim with the operators. So Mm -hmm. we have had, you know, it's because we are third party. Users have been very open with us in Mm -hmm. some countries, (laughs) not in all. But we have actually got, you know, feedback for companies, which they wouldn't have probably ever gotten. And, you know, it's like, okay, this is the thing, like, you know, at the entrance, the way, you know, I've been greeted, it was a put off and I want to have like my, my meetings being conducted there. I would not be very comfortable. People leave spaces for this reason. Yeah. And, you know, when we shared that feedback with one of the co-working spaces, they were like, oh, okay, really, we can do something about it. We never realized that that's a put off for our, our for our customers, our potential uh, users. So, you mm-hmm. know, that's, I think, is one of the biggest, uh, uh, value add that co work makes. We go that extra step. Of course, it's a lot of operations, on uh, mm-hmm. a <laughs> team, you know, to follow up with different people. Uh, and our success rate is not 100%. We do not get positive or, you know, any kind of constructive feedback from everyone. But mm-hmm. when we do, it is actually very helpful for the operators to know about. Uh, and, you know, we just don't believe in, like, just, okay, you know, list yourself and we send you the refer, you know, the candidates and you deal with them. We, we do a lot of more stuff. So for example, cowork uh, we have set up a LinkedIn group for the CXOs of uh, co-working spaces. So, you know, the operators and the owners, they can join. And we have, I think, uh, more than 35 users at mm-hmm. present. And they're from all over the world, actually. We have so, people from South America. We have like, uh, you know, Australia, New Zealand. So it's great. You know, they do some kind of uh, conversation. Uh, but, you know, as more and more people would join that group, I think it, would give them a platform to just interact with each other Uh, Mm
0: -hmm. just to be uh, sure I understand you're connecting the owners and operators across the world in a peer um, a peer group uh, creating community for those owners and operators and a place for them to share business best practices exactly Okay. so you
1: know because i think that it's not that they have to create a community they need to have their community as well mm-hmm. so you know the unconferences which happen for co-working that definitely yeah. gives a platform for everyone to travel and you know share their thoughts we thought that why not just do it online you know where mm-hmm. anybody can comment you know they can just interact and discuss their problems or, you know, ask for feedbacks, etc. So mm-hmm. we did that. We did a survey of the founders of co-working spaces earlier this year to understand what do they think about future of co-working, which was a big success. And, uh, we just now concluded uh, another competition or contest, which we ran on global scale. It was to find what we defined as the coolest co-working space, uh, you know, in the world where, uh, we ask people to nominate their spaces, or the users to nominate their spaces if they think it's cool for various reasons. So, just to summarize my point, you know, it's it's like we provide a full feedback loop for the you, uh, for the co-working spaces, a feedback that they would probably not get on why the conversions are not taking place. So, we help them actually increase their future sales, even if when they are not coming via co-work. We are creating a community of the for the founders and the you know, the members or the CXOs, we're running competitions to give them extra visibility in, you know, among their peers and in the world. And we are engaging with their users a lot, you know, just to, uh, for example, we are currently running a competition for Indian co-working spaces where we will reward a user at the end of the month, uh, next month, actually, uh, for, for writing a review, for the most helpful review. So, you know, we take away the work from co-working spaces to gather reviews for their spaces by reaching out their customers and saying, hey, if you review your co-working space on our platform, you can win a voucher of Amazon. So, you know, we kind of take away their work and do, the, do their job so that they get more visibility, they get more publicity, they get a platform where they can interact with their peers just by being associated with co-work. Wow.
0: <clears throat> yes, this is certainly much more than a listening <laughs> service. It is. <laughs> um, there's a lot there. Um, but I want to also talk a little bit about the future of work as and, and what's happening, you know, in the cities and the countries that you're traveling through and, and working with. Um, but I am curious about the coolest co-working space award. So what was the criteria of this award?
1: So this was amazing. You know, we uh, we were overwhelmed with the response. Uh, the, the idea for us was actually, you know, we wanted to do something more than just, as I said, listing, right? We wanted to find out. And this is something which we are going to do every year. is like a competition series. And I know a lot of other startups don't believe in doing this, but cowork work just been different. Uh, we said, okay, there are so many places out there. In India, there are, like, I think 17. Hong Kong itself, there are. Forty-five spaces, etc. Like, which one is like? What is it that users really like about co-working spaces, or what is it that can really attract others? You know, just learn from what's good with other co-working spaces. Uh, so we uh, we created four dimensions, or basically four categories under which a co a co-working space can be specified as cool. There was uh, networking events. So if they're organizing amazing networking events, you know, the concept of community came there uh the the amenities or the facilities that are being provided, we did get some vaACy entries in that category by the way uh there was staff support, so you know what are the people around there doing in order to make the user 's life more uh more you know less stressful mm-hmm. and if there is if there was anything else that people thought which was exciting uh, so we We received the entries from all over the world and actually our judges who were, had a very tough time you know, finding the winner, which was uh, one of the co-working spaces in India, actually, which won it. But uh, we actually gave uh, three special mentions to other co-working spaces from across the world for doing just great things. And they were voted by their own users. Uh, You know, people working there took time out to nominate them. Uh It just shows like, you know, what some there are some great things that these co-working spaces are doing at present where they are being, Appraise you know where their users are taking time out to say good things about them. Yes,
0: yes, wonderful. And and what was the name of the winning space?
1: <laughs> so it's called Beehive. It's uh it's a it's in Bangalore, which is a city in India. They have three locations right now, but I think they're expanding. And uh, they won because uh, they have a zen garden. So their people said that their users said that they would like to just sit there and relax. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have, I think, the, I'm not sure, but I think they had like more than 400 events a year, which wow. is like, because they have three different locations, they are actually doing an event a day mm-hmm. uh, kind of a thing. And their founders were like, rate, like, they had raving reviews of their founders. So they actually, uh, the reason they won was because they were nominated by their users for each and every category
0: wow that's awesome
1: <laughs> congratulations to beehive
0: <laughs> wonderful um and so what's next with the coolest co-working space award you said you're going to uh, so do this again and again what's yes co-
1: yes yes i think so we give a uh, i i have to say you know we give a special mention to uh, outpost which is in bali indonesia uh level office in usa because of the you know the amazing past, you know. They have multiple locations, mm-hmm. and the third one was Oosh for startup in Hong Kong. Uh, again, nominated by their users for the staff support, actually. Mm-hmm. So we want these special mentions and the others to have a chance to grab the coolest co space contest <laughs> or the title next year. Actually, immediately right now, we are just about to send out the trophies uh, to Beehive, or rather, the trophy to Beehive. So I'm very excited that that's going out next week. Finally, oh, <laughs> um, awesome! Yes, so it's like, and we are, we all are like very excited about it because you think, like, hey, what if we get something like this? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll be doing it next year as well. I think we're pretty, uh, you know, this was the first time, and it's actually, uh, you know, when we ran it, we came with like lots of dos and don'ts, and you know, we understood how. You know how to entice people and what are what are the benefits of it so even for the co-working spaces who participate or win finally so definitely this is going to be an yearly thing for us wonderful and is this um
0: is this open to all co-working spaces you don't have to be a member and of co-work
1: no you don't have to be a member of co-work the, actually i think uh, two actually yeah two out of four were not a uh, member of co-work they are, they have become now uh-huh. which is what I really mean, wanted. <laughs> Actually, one hasn't. But, you know, but that's part of it. So that's why, you know, it's not all driven by the objective of increasing the places which are on our platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if that happens, it's good. But it was never a condition that you have to be on our platform to, to win or to participate. Wow. How fun. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I'd really love to hear about the co-working scene. Um,
1: there in India.
0: You're in Mumbai right now.
1: I am in Mumbai right now. Yeah, yeah. that's where one yeah. half of my team is actually majority of my team is. And, and then also
0: in Hong Kong, I'd really, yes. um, what, what can you tell us sort of the the top three um, kind of big pieces of information about the co-working spaces in, in those regions?
1: Uh, yeah, see, I, you know, you know that I have traveled around the world visiting different working spaces, including US, it it was great experience. And I am just amazed with the way this industry is actually growing across the world. Uh, You very correctly asked Iris that, you know, between India and Hong Kong, because if you would have asked me Southeast Asia or Asia, I would have to split it because each country and even within country like, you know, cities, they are doing differently. I I I think of this as like, you know, the different phases of co-working. Uh, So, for example, in Hong Kong, what we are, uh, okay, let me just take a step back and talk about U.S. You know, U.S. is a very mature market for co-working, I feel. There is a lot of, uh, you know, of course, the cost saving is there by co-working. But people are going to these places more for the community or the collaboration, creativity, or the culture Mm -hmm. of it. Whereas if you look at the Hong Kong side, you know, Hong Kong and Singapore are actually at the same level, I would say. Uh, their people are more interested in the in the community part of it. So, you know, the network events, they want a place where they can meet with others. Uh, it is about creativity now when the maker spaces have started coming up, which are dedicated to one type of uh, creative field or the other. Uh, it is still to an extent about the cost as well. You know, you want an economical mm-hmm. place to work. <laughs> India, on the other hand, is, is at the cost saving mode right now. So the users here, the providers here are are majorly looking for an economical way or an affordable way uh, to access professional work environments Mm -hmm. so you know the emphasis on building community has started coming up but be very frank that is not what the a lot of users are looking for at this stage so it it is very interesting you know it's uh, I I, I would say you know co-working in India right now is like how our U.S. was like after recession, you know. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of uh, unused commercial space in India. So there is a lot of supply. And there's a lot of demand because, you know, the whole startup ecosystem is go- growing and, you know, there's this drive to do something. Of So there is a demand and there is a supply. And because of the infrastructure constraints at this point of time you know it is not easy for example for someone to just set up their own office you know you just you don't get those plug-and-play offices set up by yourself and plus traveling for example in in big cities is, is, is a big challenge so nobody wants to spend time commuting so everyone has like these constraints they want to work in and there is a demand and there is a supply and everybody wants to make money and they are they want like a a working relationship, like, you know, so uh, they are open with the idea of sharing, because that's what the culture has been. And, you know, Airbnb do, is also doing pretty fine mm-hmm. in India. So, you know, a lot of people are going to co-working spaces because they know they can save money. Mm-hmm. And it's less of a hassle, basically. Uh, it will grow to, you know, the sense of like community and uh, other things. For example, we, there there isn't, there is one, I think, one creative maker space, which is coming up now, but it 's very specific like hardware focused ngo types of a thing, but uh, everything else right now it 's very commercial professional environment at an affordable price Wow, I really,
0: really like your um, your sort of sky high view of the coworking <laughs> industry um, mm-hmm. and your, your reasoning around it. I find that really, really fascinating. I'm curious, um, do you think that community will eventually be a focus in the spaces in India? or is it possible that people in India have community already and so that's less of a need? I, I mean people have a, need a, people require a sense of belonging anywhere, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, certainly a work community is um, provides uh, solves a different problem for a person than a, um, a family community or a, you know a worship community or a spiritually based community mm-hmm. or or you know any other type of community, you know your sports team or or what you do for fun. But I'm curious, um, is that Lit Do you think that that the the focus on cost savings and less on community is due to the maturity of the market or do you think it's also um, Possibly that it's it's not it's not a, as much of a need whereas here where I live in the Silicon Valley people were really lonely working at home mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and Maybe there isn't
0: as much community here
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think it's 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 board phase, you know, I, I'll uh, and I have to say that you know there are some co-working spaces in India which have started playing a lot of importance on building up community. There is uh, one specific chain; it's called Ninety One Springboard. Uh, Springboard. It's uh, they are doing like great stuff and opening, uh, uh, you know, they are opening offices across cities within cities. They are opening multiple locations and uh, they're in they're organizing events pretty much on a regular basis. Beehive, as I mentioned earlier, uh, coolest co-space winner. Doing a great job. There is another one which comes into my mind is InnoVate. It's in Delhi, the capital. Uh, they are doing a lot of stuff as well. So there are places which have realized that there is some need of, or there is a need for networking events or you know building up the community within their uh, within their space. Uh, but from the user point of view, you know, yes, they would like to you know, have access to networking events, but they don't expect their co-working space to organize it for them mm-hmm. at the same time, you know. They, they want to meet people, you know, and as you said, there are different platforms for them to already do it, like through their friends and families or, uh, you know, meetups are very common in India as well, you know, for networking events, et cetera. So it's it's kind of, I think it's both ways. Uh, there is less of a need, and and I think there is more of an effort right now as well. From, from co-working spaces side. So it's, it hasn't reached the the, play, the the stage where if, let's say, I'm going for a co-working space, I would say, how many events are being organized here? That is still not a very important criteria in co-working space selection in India as of now, whereas you know, in Hong Kong, when I was looking for a space for my team, it was one of the biggest criteria. I wanted to make sure that they can go out and learn and you know meet with other people uh, at the space itself so they don't have to travel uh, so I think it's uh, you said it very correctly you know it's there is a lesser need as well plus there is more of an effort which which leads to the fact right if there is no demand why would you supply it yeah but at the same time we are seeing co-working spaces recognizing the need to create you know that platform for their uh, their uh, their users to connect with each other and to network with others mm mm-hmm. Yeah, and
0: to solve societal problems, which for me is uh, is a huge driver in, in my love of co-working, right, when mm-hmm. you have this group of members who self-identify as members of that space and they, um, you know, they learn from each other and share a passion around something that they might not have um, previously learned about or known about or really even paid much attention to, for instance... Um, in my in the space that I have, was a member of for many years, um, we live uh, between I live between San Francisco and Los Angeles in California, mm-hmm. and so every spring or every June there's an AIDS ride, um, where people ride the 500 plus miles from San Francisco to Los Angeles. They cycle that ride and they gather donations in doing so, and. So the goal is to raise awareness around um, the need for HIV medications and research and, mm-hmm. and just awareness around HIV in general, um, and, uh, and oh, by the way, you train for a year on your bicycle to ride 500 miles, and what a feat you've done yeah. as well. So um, several of our members formed teams um, because one member brought the idea in, and so, um, for four years running, we had members ride in this AIDS ride that would have never done something like that had they not learned about it from a fellow member. So to me that, and, and not only that, but they, they hosted a, constantly hosted events all year long to fundraise from our community mm-hmm. for the ride. So to me, that's one of the huge, powerful pieces of coworking is, is that uh, what that community can then do once it is, engaged with each other
1: I think that is such a beautiful example of you know where co-working can be and you know how it is like way beyond how it is not just about going you know having an office space Mm -hmm. I think that whole idea around like you know community and collaboration and for a good cause I think that's something which will be great to see in India though I have not even heard of an example. Out of <laughs> now. I don't know. I hope somebody proves me wrong and say that they're already doing it. <laughs> this is amazing. I, I wish somebody does that. I I am gonna float this idea, something similar at my co-working space where I where my team is working from. <laughs> awesome. Well,
0: so um what do you see um, as somebody who's running a company that is really um, running in the future of work? I mean, that's what we're in, right? We're, 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 we're working in the pathway to the future where um, yeah. the world of work and, and the way that people work and um, the work that people do is being transformed sort of as we are talking right now. So what, what is your big prediction um, around the future of work for 2017?
1: it's uh, a good one <laughs> okay I think I'm, I'm gonna talk about like Hong Kong and India as two markets uh, you know two parts of uh, Asia where co-working is growing uh, see in India what what I think is is going to happen as, as I said you know there we we are at a at a nascent stage in co-working you know because there is there's a lot of uh, unusual commercial space, there are a lot of suppliers, I think a lot more and more operators will come and will open their co-working spaces in India. And I think 2017 would be would be an year when, uh, you know, the different operating models of a co-working of co-working space would be tried and tested in this market. And hopefully we will see eventually, you know, some consolidation. But this phase is, is definitely going to be a lot more players entering into the market, trying to figure out different ways uh, of uh, running co- and making co-working spaces profitable. Mm. The other thing, uh, you know, within India also that I would see is probably, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, like national level uh spaces coming up so you know expanding beyond a city that you are in mm. so the big players who have started establishing themselves they would actually go beyond one city or two cities they're they're in because they have got that repeatable model and you know funding and scales etc to try it out in different cities uh for hong kong actually uh i, I think hong kong is at at a stage where uh, you know the those uh, the trial and everything has happened, so we have seen a lot of co-working space shutting down in uh, in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. uh, which is always an interesting story. Uh, and now, basically, of course, we have seen like multiple locations of uh, few chains opening up. I would see actually Hong Kong uh, co-working from Hong Kong to actually expand to other uh, other countries. So you know, there is there is one chain there. It's called the Hive, it's Hive. They already have multiple locations within Hong Kong. I think they have expanded to Hong- Bangkok, and Singapore. And I wouldn't be surprised if they enter India next year. You know, because it is it is actually a very you know growing market for co-working spaces. So for an international player to enter India, just like WeWork has done, I I think that that's something which I would expect to happen. Wow. <laughs> So I have not yet been
0: um, to either India or Hong Kong,
1: but I <laughs> you have, have to come and visit us, us. <laughs> I would like <love> to.
0: <laughs> I have heard though um, from several friends who've traveled um, and, you know, looked at co-working spaces that um, <clears throat> the market is just exploding with huge spaces and big companies um, moving big spaces in and, and the goal being to, to be as giant as we were, to expand all over the place. Um, which is interesting because it's so different from what um, the push in the beginning here of co-working, you know, or the first three years, because I think you're about three years in, really, uh, into the impact mm-hmm. there. Um, that's very different than what the first three years here were about, which were really just about, Individual little spaces, um, you know, building. And of course, I think somewhere along in there, um, you know, maybe at the five year mark, I'd say that's when we started to really see um, the galvanizes, the industrious, the work, the we works pick up mm. and, and really take off. Um, but I'm really curious to see what happens in 2017 with all of these spaces.
1: <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah, that's, that's one thing that you pointed out. Uh, you know, it's like we saw it earlier this year, HSBC has moved to we, WeWorks in um, in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So they moved their 300 uh, plus employees like out of their famous iconic HSBC building to, uh-huh. to WeWorks. So, you know, I, definitely that's, that's something uh, which would happen. However, from India, I, I'm, I'm a bit skeptical. I think we are, we are a bit far away from that in India for like any big company to take such a step. We had some rumors about one of the startups doing it, but uh, not sure if it's true or not yet. But, you know, that's, that, that's something which we should see in India because, believe me, in India, you know, as, as I pointed out earlier, the whole infrastructural problems of traveling, commuting, uh, you know, everything. It's just crazy that people spend two, three hours covering less than 10 miles per distance on average to reach their office. And that's where actually co-working can make such a big difference, not for organizations' productivity, but also for the work-life balance of their employees Yeah, and the environment. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's, yeah. that's number one, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Wow. Well, honey, I just feel like I could spend so much time talking <laughs> with you, <laughs> but we are out of time today. So um, I will definitely have you back <laughs> to talk more. <laughs> I just have so many questions. Um, so do tell us what's next for you.
1: Uh, next for CoWork is is actually uh, we ventured, we entered U.S. market a few weeks ago. And the focus right now, it's going to penetrate that. It's a mature market. You know, it's a different set of players. I think the, the things over there are going to be totally different. The challenges are very exciting and a different level than what we are facing and actually conquering in India, Hong Kong, Singapore. So uh, U.S. is is going to be big for us. And that's where we are going to focus a lot of our efforts in, in coming months. Awesome. Well, welcome to the U.S. Let me know what
0: Thanks. I can do to help. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, honey, thanks so much for joining us today. It was just lovely to chat with you. Thank you, Iris. Thanks for having me. I had great time talking to you. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> Thank you so much for joining us today. And for other episodes, you can go to coworkingwithiris.co where you can also subscribe to the podcast. Uh, next week, I'll be speaking with Cobot about their coworking platform and I'm looking forward to it. They are um, pretty much the oldest uh, co-working software, space management software that that exists with the exception of Nadine, perhaps. And so really looking forward to diving into that conversation. Um, Keep doing the great work you do every day, keep
1: making the world a better place. Thank you.